people told me I couldn't do a lot of things. I feel like I'm the chosen one. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. All we are is proud and passionate. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the Nothing matters but winning. Welcome back to another episode of Raps for Weekly. I'm your co-host, Gabriel Chelio, here with Adam Katucci. And today we're going to be doing another origin story, keeping it going with the guards. Now we have Patrick McCaw today. So this is our, I believe, fourth origin story now. And this is being recorded as of August 3rd, just to keep that in track for we talk about the Orlando bubble. But to start it off, Patrick McCaw was born on October 25th, 1995 in St. Louis, Missouri, to Jeffrey and Teresa McCaw. He played all types of sports when he was young, but he specifically remembers having a connection to basketball from ages as early as three to four. Since he was a kid, his goal was always to get to the NBA because he often dreamt big. Patty initially attended Christian Brothers College High School, but later transferred to Montrose Christian School when he was a senior. That year, he was able to average 13 points per game and led the team to a 20 to five record in the National Christian School Athletic Association Division I title. After he graduated, he was ranked as the 38th best shooting guard in the country, so he decided to take his talents to UNLV. In two seasons, he averaged 12.2 points, 4.2 rebounds, 3.3 assists, two, two steals, and 31.7 minutes of play in 65 games. In his sophomore season, he played 33 games and averaged 14.7 points, 5.2 rebounds, 3.9 assists, and 2.45 steals in 33.7 minutes having the second most steals in the nation. From this, he earned second-team all-conference honors in the MWC, which is the Mountain West Conference, and was also named to their all-defensive team. McCaw later declared for the NBA draft on April 4, 2016. During the pre-draft process, he remembers telling himself, zero worries, zero doubts. And that motto stuck with him. It soon became his slogan, which he branded on his merchandise, but also was the words he lived by. Uh, For any situation he faced, basketball-related or not, he believes you shouldn't dwell on the subject and worry about it a lot. He also thinks you should not doubt yourself, but rather tell yourself something every day in the morning to create a positive mindset on life, which I think is a really great attitude to have, you know, keeping yourself motivated and having uh, something to live by and keeping yourself, you know, on the right track. And his morning words happen to be this slogan, you know, zero doubt, zero worries, zero doubts. On June 23rd, 2016, McCaw was selected by the Milwaukee Bucks with the 38th overall pick in the 2016 NBA draft. He was later traded to the Golden State Warriors on draft night for cash considerations. Warriors executive board member and basketball Hall of Famer Jerry West thought that McCaw should not have slipped that far down the draft, stating people are going to be sorry they didn't draft him. Then on July 6, 2016, he signed with the Warriors and joined the team for the 2016 NBA Summer League. McCaw made his debut for the Warriors in their season opener on October 25th, 2016 against the San Antonio Spurs. In nine minutes off the bench, he recorded two points, two assists, one steal, and one block in a 129-100 loss. From the month of December to around January, McCaw was being called in and out of Santa Cruz Warriors, which is Golden State's uh, D-League affiliate. And this was due to Clay Thompson's injury at the time, which meant that the Warriors needed extra guards. On January 10th, 2017, he made his first career start in place of an ill Clay Thompson, contributing one three-pointer in a 107-95 win over the Miami Heat. Later, on, October, on February 13, 2017, McCaw made another start in place of Thompson and went on to score a career-high 19 points 
and a 132-110 loss to the Denver Nuggets. Then with starting forward Kevin Durant injuring his knee on February 28th, McCaw started in place of Durant in most games. McCaw made his first career playoff start in Game 2 of the first round on April 19th in place of injured Durant, in which the Warriors won 110-81 to over the Portland Trailblazers. He finished with 9 points, 5 rebounds, 1 block, 1 steal, and an overall plus 27 in his plus-minus. McCaw also started in place of Durant again in Game 3, contributing 8 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 block, and 3 steals in a 119-113 comeback win in Portland. In Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals against the San Antonio Spurs, McCaw had 18 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, and 3 steals off the bench to help the Warriors win 136-100. to McCaw was 6 for 8 from the field, including 3 for 4 from 3-pointers. Uh, McCaw became the first rookie in the NBA with at least 18 points off the bench in a playoff game since James Harden in 2010, and the first Warriors rookie to do so since Robert Parrish in 1977. The Warriors went on to win the 2017 NBA championship after defeating the Cleveland Cavaliers 4-1 in the NBA Finals, and the Warriors ended up finishing the playoffs with a 16-1 record, the best postseason winning percentage in NBA history. On November 27, 2017, McCaw uh, started in place of an injured Stephen Curry, scored a season-best 16 points with a career high of 7 assists and 4 steals in a 110-106 loss to the Sacramento Kings. Then, on March 31st, 2018, something would happen that would, that would be a pivotal point in McCaw's life and NBA career. All basketball fans remember this moment. When McCaw left late in the, th- in the third quarter of the Warriors' 112-96 win over the Kings, after a scary landing fall- following an undercut by Vince Carter, former Raptors legend, he yeah. drove the baseline and went up for a dunk, but a late contesting Vince Carter hit McCaw's lower body and kind of took his legs out from under him. McCaw flipped and landed down on his back with a loud thud, with 41.8 seconds left in the quarter. Steve Kerr was furious that another one of his players got injured after having a season uh, torn by injuries. Also, he was very disappointed at Vince Carter because he thought Vince should have obviously known better than to execute such a dangerous play. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vince Carter is such a gentleman, and I don't think he meant to hurt him. I think he was just trying to make a play, but ended up... uh, doing what he did i agree that was a definitely a scary one to watch i I remember watching it on tv and then on social media like that all those injuries like that they definitely don't go unnoticed in the league everyone hears about it sure mccaw ended up laying still in agony for roughly 10 minutes before being stretchered off and taken to uc davis medical center for further evaluation The, the following day he was released from the hospital with a bruised lumbar spine McCaw spoke back on that moment in time and said his whole life had flashed before his eyes. Reliving every moment of his life in a quick instance. He thought it was scary, but also unbelievable because he never thought such a scary injury could happen to him or anyone else he knew. So he found his perspective in that instance. Very fascinating because he realized how much he had blessed in his life by God. Um, He continues to thank God to this day that his injury was not worse because landing on your spine is obviously a very scary injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, For all we know, Patty could have had, had uh, been close to getting paralyzed um, or his injury could have been uh, career ending in other ways. He doesn't place any blame on the situation and he doesn't ask any existential questions like why me? He prefers to look at the positive, like the fact that he was able to get out of it fully healthy, still being able to play the game he loves. 
It was a very traumatic experience to him, however. McCaw has stated that he does not like to rewatch the play or relive that moment anymore. McCaw finally returned from injury in Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals against the Houston Rockets. The Warriors went on to defeat the Rockets in Game 7 to advance to the NBA Finals for the fourth straight season, where they won their second straight championship with a four-game sweep of the Cavaliers. This was McCaw's second championship in his second year in the league. Pretty incredible. Following the 2017-2018 season, McCaw became a restricted free agent. In October 2018, he allowed the Warriors' $1.71 million qualifying offer to expire without accepting it and reportedly declined another two-year $5.2 million offer uh, from the team. He remained restricted, with the Warriors retaining the right to match any offer from another team. After remaining on the free agent market for nearly six months, McCaw signed with the Cleveland Cavaliers on December 30th, 2018. But then on January 6, 2019, he was waived by the Cavaliers after appearing in three games. McCaw believes that those two years with Golden State were extremely special, as he learned a tremendous amount. He worked with some of the best players and coaches in the league, who all held themselves to such, a, to such high standards, because they had a goal in mind they wanted to achieve. They, want, they, they went to team dinners together, bonded, and did a lot of stuff as a team because they wanted their chemistry to flourish in order to produce the best basketball possible. He also showed great appreci appreciation for the starters of their team that mentored himself and the younger players. He praised players like Draymond, Curry, and Durant for helping him and other guys develop. They, they worked to not only improve their own games, but also to guide the younger players to success. On January 10th, 2019, McCaw signed with the Toronto Raptors, where he played sparingly, mainly as a bench player. The Raptors, as we all know, advanced to the 2019 NBA Finals against McCaw's former team, the Golden State Warriors. We obviously won the series in six games to give McCaw his third straight championship. He became the third player ever to win titles in three consecutive seasons with different teams, joining Steve Kerr and Frank, Frank Saul. And he became the first player to win three consecutive NBA titles since Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, and other Lakers players from the 3P team in the years 2000 to 2002. He also became the seventh player to win a championship during each of his first three years in the league. Pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. On July 8, 2019, the Toronto Raptors announced that they had re-signed with McCaw. Then, on November 6, 2019, the Toronto Raptors announced that McCaw had undergone arthroscopic surgery on his left knee and was expected to be sidelined for about four weeks. This season, his point high was 18 against the Boston Celtics on December 28th. He also had seven rebounds and eight assists in 43 minutes of play. He has gotten a lot more minutes of play this year coming off the bench, but he struggles to put up double-digit numbers in the points department. His last game on March 9th against the, the Jazz, McCaw played 43 minutes and put up two points, six rebounds, and two assists on one-for-five shooting. He has not played in the, or, the Orlando bubble so far as of August 3rd um, with, his, with another knee injury. Um, when this obviously is being recorded right now, um, he was ruled out of all the scrimmages due to, to the knee injury, and then we later uh, found out it was, it was really sore. One more thing to add on in this episode, we are just finding out today as of Friday, August the 7th, that Patrick McCaw will leave the Orlando bubble because of a benign mass on the back of his left knee. 
He is seeking some type of cure for that, possibly surgery. So he will be out for the time being. Some positive words Patty had to say in his open gym special were that he believes the younger generation coming into the league need to understand that it is more than just basketball. It is about being a professional and a role model to younger generations. As well, players in the league are all human beings, and most of them have something extremely valuable to play for, besides money. Like we said last episode with Terrence Davis playing for his son, giving him a better future in life than he ever was able to have. Patty remarks that many players have kids and need to do their job on the court each and every night to put food on the table and provide for their families. At the end of the day, it is all a business, and Macaw believes you need to learn learn this business and how to carry yourself, along with obviously improving your ball game. Yeah, this is definitely a interesting story as well. We get to see a player. I don't know if he's just got amazing luck or uh, what's going on that he's won three straight championships in his first three seasons. Who knows? Maybe we can make it four. Um, obviously, Golden State Warriors are a phenomenal team, and he was there at the right time. And during that open gym special, I really got to see his uh, attachment to the team. He was really grateful for those years spent with them and learning from them. And obviously, it is a great organization. They created a dynasty there. So it was probably wonderful being a part of that. So having a player like that coming along this team, although he was still very young at the time, he at least did have championship experience joining us. And we were able maybe to learn a little bit about how to carry ourselves and how he wanted to you know, go about things to become NBA champions. You saw us throughout the playoffs. We were very serious, very locked in, and we never celebrated until the job was done. And, you know, we were like that for most of the time. Lowry, Van Vliet, everyone, we were very stone cold, you know, Kawhi. And we wanted to make sure that we got the job done before we celebrated and got carried away. And I think that comes maybe with the experience of guys that have been there. Let's say like McCaw, he saw how dedicated his team was and how they wanted to be, you know, really playing together and working hard. He probably brought some of that mentality to the team saying, yeah, I know how they did it here and it, it requires a lot of dedication, a lot of focus, and a lot of mental preparation along with the physical of playing. So I think bringing him to the team really helped us get some more championship experience and knowledge of the finals and the playoffs that probably helped this team you know, get to where we were and by winning the chip. Yeah, for sure, Gabe. And uh, I just wanted to ask you how crucial it is to have such a player like Patrick McCall. Um, very, very reasonable with his minutes. If Nurse feels that he, he uh, isn't the best matchup, um, for the opposing team, um, he will sit him out and no complaints. Uh, Patrick McCall understands and he under- really uh, embraces his role. Um, he's very good in the locker room, um, has a great attitude, obviously always positive, and, uh, and he also is, is great. He is, he is uh, kind of like a young veteran. He is very mature for, for his age, yep. and uh, he does help guys like Paul Watson or Shea Brissett, uh for sure on their games and all the younger players. So how crucial is that to have a player like that on the bench for the Raptors? Yeah, I think it's very important to have someone like him as like a mentor to the younger players in the league because they probably see, um, you know, they want to make their way into the starting lineup. They want to fight to be there. But obviously, you know, we have very talented uh, players on our team and they might not be able to get there. So they can look at someone as like Patty McCaw and see that he is now a three-time champion who just made his way getting his role. And at the end of the day, it's all about winning. You obviously, you want to be there. You want to be a star. You want to grow yourself and become this big player in the league. But at the same time, you want to know that it's about the basketball and you're not just playing for to become a superstar. You have to play your role. If you know you're not the most skilled, you're not going to be the next, uh, you know, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, then you have to think what is in your reason. You got to go out every night and perform to the best of your abilities and perform your minutes. If you get five minutes, 
you got to play hard those five minutes, make your shots, and make you make yourself worth some value. And then obviously, Patrick McCaw's done that. He got a couple of contracts by the Warriors before he declined them, but he got a couple because they wanted to stay because he was doing his job off the bench, if not starting, because they were faced a lot of injuries. And he was able to grow with them. So having someone like that on your team, it's very important to just be a role model for the younger generation of players that might not be you know, uh, getting to that full potential and becoming one of those superstars in the league, but just being an average role player, you can do your part and you can get your championships. And that's at the end of the day is one of the most important things being an NBA championship. That's what everyone aspires for in the league. And Patrick McCaw's done that three times. So, you know, clearly Mm -hmm. it's something to like uh, admire and and follow. Yeah. Bringing it back to the current situation um, with the Raptors two and O here and, uh, and McCaw, he's, he's recently getting back from his injury with the Sorni, um, when he does come back and is fully healthy, do you see him playing ahead of guys like Matt, the guards like Matt Thomas, um, uh, Terrence Davis? Um, I know the way they've been playing isn't up to up to par, obviously, right now. But do you see yeah. McCaw ahead of them in the rotation or behind them? Um, you know, I, I like to hear your response on this too. But before, but obviously, like before you speak, I'm just gonna say. I think like when he first came to this team, I was excited because I knew that he was a, a decent player in Golden State. He had a winning mentality. Yeah. And on the few sparks that I did see him play, I was like, okay, he's pretty quick. He can do his job defensively. He can get down the court and he can hit the three ball. We, I, we've known that. But uh, when he first came, he was very shy and didn't really take too many shots. If he had an open look for three, he would mostly just drive and kick or try finding a better pass, kind of be unselfish. And I think the problem maybe would have been his confidence back then. This season, I think he has a little more confidence. He's not afraid to take his shots, but he hasn't been performing, you know, the best. Obviously, he's been getting a lot more minutes this year. If you look at his, you know, his game log, you're going to see that he's been playing a lot more this season, or at roughly 20 minutes some of these games. That he, it's either he doesn't play or he plays like 20 minutes, almost 25, 30 minutes some games. And I guess that also because we had a lot of injuries this season. So um, he definitely, you know, can do his part. I hope to see him step up because I he can't perform. I know that he can be a spark once in a while. He's a very quick player. He can drive. He can make high IQ plays. And he can hit the three ball. So I'm hoping that he continues to play that way. Whether or not I think he comes back, I'm not sure. Based off the minutes he's gotten so far, I'm assuming that when he comes back from injury, like he would be getting you know a decent amount of minutes, especially because he's uh, Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas have been getting less. Um, maybe he would be given a little bit more. But at the same time... I think that Nick Nurse has really cut down his roster a little bit. You saw um, from the game today, Miami Heat, yeah. he kind of only played, right? That seven seven men only really played like a chunk of the time. And then mm-hmm. three other guys played very little. So maybe he's starting to like cut down his roster and prep for the playoff game. So um, this is still very important seeding matchups. But let's say Orlando Magic, if he comes back for that game, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in some games, some minutes, and then you know just get him back into the rhythm of things in case they need him for playoffs. But I feel like we're already getting into serious basketball where they may not want to take the chance. But I'm curious, what do you think about this? Do you think that he will be getting some more minutes or past yeah. those guys? Um, yeah, for sure. I think he will He will um, get some more minutes. I, I feel um, Nurse really believes in the veterans. I feel like when, uh, when it's a very tough situation, I think Nurse would always put the older guy um, usually ahead of the rookie. And, and not only just because of, of, of the skill and everything, I think just the, just because of their mentality and, uh, and, the, and the IQ. Um, I do see him playing a bit more than Davis, but if Davis does get it going, I can see Davis playing. It all depends on how they play, to be honest. Like, like you said, yeah. McCobb before, when he did come to the team, he was turning down threes. 
um, he wasn't playing with a spark and he wasn't bringing energy off the bench. True. And that's something that the Raptors uh, really need when the bench unit comes on. So he, he wasn't that guy. And, but as, as time went on um, this season, he's, he's played much better. Um, if he has an open three, um, he's looking to take it with confidence. And, and that's what we need from him. If it's an open shot, take it. It's the right play, take it. Don't try yeah. to drive and kick and try to make a better play when, when you have your best opportunity to score the ball right there. Right? So that's what I think. I think it, depending on who plays better, Davis or McCaw, that will be like kind of the, the, the backup point guard kind of role. Yeah, two things I wanted to say there. I think one, one, I think it comes with also he might, I think he's more sound defensively. That's the reason he would get the edge over TD and especially Matt Thomas. I think he's, yeah. he's been in the league for a couple of years. He knows how to play defense. He's also very quick. You saw in college, he, he led the nation in steals. He's very active defensively. I think that, that would take him you know, over the edge to the other guys. And the reason why Nick Nurse maybe would want to put him in because he knows you can yeah. count him in on one end. So as long as you can you know, do your best on the other end, at least you have some type of, um, you know, positive output of like why you're on the court. The second thing I was going to say was that I think also his style of play can be reflective like our, of our type of basketball. We're a very unselfish team. We like to move the ball a lot. If you've seen recently, we got a couple of highlight plays for how many passes we were making to just find that open man. And we like moving the ball around to find that open shot. And we're very unselfish. Someone could be wide open, but they might pump fake, drive in and kick it back out until we find the best look possible. So I feel like Maybe he's adapted that a bit from our play style that he wants to find the best pass possible. And, you know, Leo Routens, Matt, they've said it sometimes that sometimes we're just too unselfish. Even Marcus Saul, if he has an open three, he might just pass it because he thinks it's the better option. And once in a while, it's okay to take that shot because it might be the best shot of that play. Even though you're trying to create a better option, you might have had the best option. So I think, you know, he's got to be unafraid to shoot that shot and if it's open he's got to go for it because we don't want an unselfish play that just results in being a worse shot or a last second of the shot clock you know chuck yeah for sure you gotta for sure you gotta show that you're confident in shooting and even even the defense will play differently if they see you're confident shooting the ball and making a couple it opens up other opportunities Mm -hmm. for your driving game uh, like you said the passing and it makes the game so much easier for the rest of the team i agree so moving down the stretch uh, with Patrick McCall, uh, do you believe that his game can really improve um, in terms of obviously scoring, playmaking, and defending with the team? Yeah, I think moving forward with us especially, I think so far we've already seen from his first season, you know, being that shy, uh, unselfish player to shoot that three ball. And to this season, I think he's gotten already a little more confident. Maybe that was just because he was with us, you know, for half a season and he was like not into the swing of things and he was too scared to take those shots. But I think even now moving forward, we can see his development starting. I think if he stays with us and he works on that three ball, he becomes consistent with it, uh, takes the shot a lot more in game. We already know he's sound defensively, so that's not much of a worry, I think. But if the three ball goes up and, you know, his IQ continues to increase during practice stuff, because remember, he's still a young player. This is his fourth year in the league. Just like I believe, I think Pascal and Freddie think it's their fourth as well. So, you know, he's still learning things and I think he's still growing. So if he stays with us, I, I think that he's going to mature and just get more IQ, better shot selection, more consistent. And I think overall he'll improve as a solid role player for us. All right. So that, I think that wraps it up. That finishes off our origin story for Patrick McCaw, fourth one down. We have to finish the guards next episode. We might put two and one. We'll see what happens there. But yeah. Hope you all enjoyed. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
And of course, Instagram, we post NBA news, box scores, Raptors news. Show us some love on there. Yeah, that's us signing out. Peace. Peace.